Order of Vespers, LSB number 29.
whether he would heal him on the same night that he was healed. Then the man who had the withered hand stepped forward. He said to them, Is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do evil? Save life or to kill? They kept silent. Teach me your way, Lord, that I may walk in your truth. stretched it out, and his hand was restored as whole as the other. Let us pray. These are your words, Holy Father. Sanctify us by the truth. Your word is truth. Amen. Brothers and sisters in Christ, grace be to you, the favor of God. Be on you that same favor which he has for his own sin. He said at his baptism, this is my beloved son in whom I am well. That grace be on you. The grace which Christ gives to you. Christ sent to work for you when your work could not win you. Peace be to you. To every one of you. The peace that is in the heart of God the Father because his Son did what he commanded. And he declared it is finished. Everything that is required of you. And sin was dead in his body. And all work the law requires was completed. And Jesus rested in the grave on the Sabbath in peace. His spirit commended to God, his flesh resting in hope. And so may you rest tonight with grace that covers all your sins, with peace that surpasses your understanding, that fills your heart with certainty that you and God are joined together by the bond of his word, and your faith is in his word. Stretch out your hand, that withered hand. The hand can't work. It's withered, it's dried up. I don't know if you've ever seen that before. One time I went to Mexico. I skipped my graduation from seminary to go there because my host parents had invited me to meet with them in Mexico where their son was studying and the first night we drove to a restaurant in the middle of Mexico City and there were children with limbs withered stretching out their hands all around if you've ever read uh, Oliver Twist by Charles Dickens you know that they were owned by men who just got used it's a hand that can't work. It can only beg. Man couldn't work, and yet he had no rest. 
So many think that they will earn rest from their labor. No, rest is a gift. Sabbath is a gift. The Sabbath was made for man and for the Sabbath. The Pharisees actually didn't want Jesus to heal a man on the Sabbath. They were looking for something to accuse him of. Oh, the flesh goes, that's how the world is. You see a man who's better than you, and you want to find something wrong with him so that you can feel that you're better than him. Sabbath is not something that we do. Sabbath is something that is given to us. Sabbath means rest. And the Pharisees remained silent when Jesus asked them, Is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do evil, to save or to kill? He's trying to get them to think theological, to think about what the Word of God actually means. And they were silent. They remained silent because they didn't love their neighbor. And the reason they didn't love their neighbor is because they didn't love God. They thought the Sabbath something they could use to lift themselves up, their own efforts, thus defying the entire meaning of the Sabbath. Now you look at what the scripture says. Jesus looks at them in anger and in grief and sorrow and sadness at the hardness of their hearts. His anger and Sadness are joined together. It's like when a father sees his son gone astray. He's mad, but he is sad. You want to know what God thinks about your sin? The sin that you're still working on? Trying to overcome with your own works? It is anger. And inseparable in his heart. Now the word for hardness here, in hardness heart in the Greek, is a callus. I have calluses. I got one right here from the way I hold the steering wheel. You remember that Louis the, I think it was the, the 16th or 17th during the, the French Revolution. You guys are just as ignorant as I am. That's nice. What did the, what did the revolutionaries do? Yet all these nobles and kings trying to flee the country, and they were guarding all the roads. And what did these peasants ask to see? Ants. Yeah. Jesus sees your heart. Growth of hard skin that prevents you from feeling much at all. Sin numbs us to what the pain of it actually is. They didn't want a man with a withered hand. They cared more about how they were doing their own work than the rest that Jesus would give this man. Then made the Pharisees desire to maintain a rule that would uphold their own obedience more than they would desire a man with a withered hand to be healed. They didn't want rest for their own brother who came to, to church to beg for the word of God. The man in Jesus' time who had a withered hand was a beggar who couldn't work. He could eat properly, take care of himself properly. He was utterly dependent on others. Jesus changed all of that. He did not listen to those Pharisees. He did not listen to 
the righteousness of men. He did not listen to the judgment of the world. He didn't listen to people trying to make themselves better. He ignored all of their work that they cared so much about on the Sabbath when they weren't supposed to work. Ironically, they were defending their work on the Sabbath to work. He says, stretch out your hand. He says, come forward. And he asks him the question, and he says, stretch out your hand. The world is ungrateful and doesn't want Jesus to heal the man who stretches out, stretches out his hand to beg. Your sinful heart stretches out your hand to take whatever it desires and is made sick and withered and dry thereby. You can't work. Whoever sins is a slave to sin. You don't have faith. It's impossible to please God. Look at your life. What have you done in faith and what have you done just for yourself? What has withered in your life? Sad thing. But that man with a withered hand went to church on the Sabbath. Dear the word of God, he didn't come even to get healed by Jesus. The text doesn't say that he asked Jesus to heal him. He's just there to hear the word of God. Jesus finds him there. And as soon as he stretches out his hand, it is made whole like the other hand. Stretch out your hand. Whatever is withered and dry, whatever has been debilitated by your own sin, whatever can't work, all the parts in your life that you see are your weaknesses, give to him. Today is the Sabbath. Because God's word is being preached to you. And God's word is your rest. With one word, Jesus heals that man. He tells you and me to stretch out to him what sin has withered and dried up. You have people to love, parents to honor, spouses to love, give yourself up for, to submit to, children to take care of, friends to forgive. Mind, your desires, your body, your bad decisions, your whole heart that doesn't trust in God as you should, the body that you have not used for God and your neighbor. So it is I'm withered, and you don't see the strength, stretch it out to him who gives you. There was never a man like Jesus. He was truly and sincerely angry that they were not compassionate for that man. And at the same time, he was grieved. Jesus is angry when sinners are not shown mercy. And he is grieved when they don't show it. And yet that does not prevent him from showing mercy. It doesn't stop him from being who he is, from showing the Father's heart. No man has seen God at any time, John says. But the Son of God who is in the bosom of the Father, the heart of the Father, he has declared him. Therefore, whenever Jesus Christ, the Son of Mary, the man from Nazareth, does, is what the Father does. Whatever he thinks and feels is what the Father thinks and feels. And he wants mercy. That is your rest. Stretch out your hand to Jesus, and he will heal you. He will give you rest. 
He knows the work. He knows the work that you failed to do. He knows how much more work you made for yourself by sinning. So you see that you have to make up for it. You can't. He knows. He knows what the Sabbath is for. It is made for man. And so he works hard to create a Sabbath for you. He stretches out his hands on that cross. They're nailed there. You can't move them. Work. He doesn't do anything there except for suffer. And that is how he wins you rest. There is nothing that you are afraid of in your life. Nothing that you think you need to accomplish. Nothing that you think you need to make up for. Nothing that you regret. Jesus, our Savior, did not bear in his own body on the tree. And when he was about to die, he did not say, it's almost done. I just need a little bit of help from you guys. He said, it is finished. And that is where we can rest our souls tonight. With all of our sins and all of our problems and the world going to hell in a handbasket, so much needing to be done, we can stop working, stretch out everything that is weak and withered in us, and Christ completely covers us with his righteousness, washes away our sins, presents us holy and blameless before God, so that we are alive, fresh, newborn. We look forward to the rest that he will give us in heaven. There's a hymn that we sing, and it's not in the German. I grant it to Catherine Winkworth, who translated a lot of our Lutheran hymns from the German. As a poet, you simply have to get wax eloquent, right? And so she didn't quite get it literally from Philip Nikolai in the hymn, The Lovely Shines the Morning Star. She incidentally learned German in Dresden for a year, and so did I. So I feel this kinship to Catherine Winkworth. But it goes like this in the English. Sighing, crying for the savor of thy favor, resting never till I rest in thee forever. And I always like that. It's true. But there is a caution I would give. Rest now. Rest with the grace of God, the forgiveness of sins. Rest knowing that God regards you as his own child. That he regards you, despite all of your thoughts and all of the work you think you need to do to make yourself better. Before that, apart from that, because of Christ, he regards you as righteous, as the work having been done. And then we work and we know that we will finally receive that rest, as it says in Hebrews. There is a rest remaining for us. And we will no longer have to fight against sin. When every day is completely the Sabbath. There is no withered hand or withered heart. When there are no eyes that are blind to what mercy is. We see God face to face, without shame. Nothing left to be done but whatever he has to do forever. And I think, you ever meet those people who say that heaven's going to be boring? Have you ever met those people? My goodness! Heaven's going to be boring? 
Like, nothing is exciting unless you know it's going to end. How depressing. That's the person who doesn't stretch out his withered hand. Heaven is going to be rest with the greatest joy. We're going to learn things. You guys study things in school, and it's wonderful. That, that excitement you get when you learn something, how to take care of somebody or how to do something, it is not only going to be magnified beyond what we could possibly imagine, but you are going to learn for eternity. Because the rest that God gives is eternal. It's not going to be, oh, I have a test tomorrow. It's going to be, I get to learn this tomorrow. That's your life. It's going to be that way in heaven, and it's already begun in your heart right now. You're learning how to rest. In Jesus' name, amen. peace of God which surpasses all understanding will keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. We continue with, uh, actually let's, let's turn to TLH since I just switched everything over. Um, I might as well change things. And we're going to turn to Vespers and TLH. And we're going to do the uh, Nunc Dimittis. It's kind of hard. It's on page 43 in the front of TLH. 43 and 44, so you've got to like flip the page back and forth. But it's a beautiful uh, tone, and since it talks about letting thy servant depart in peace or in rest, I thought it would be a... TLH 43, we'll finish the service from TLH.